One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Come on, let's work. Come on, let's work. Come on, let's work. Come on. You can wish for it or you can work for it. You got to work for greatness. If you ain't working, you should be working. Come on, let's work. Welcome to Confessions of a Workaholic, where we share the untold success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs who are obsessed with success. This is your girl, Coriel, back for another solo episode. It has been a long time, a whole minute since I have dropped a new episode of, of Confessions, definitely even longer since we've done a solo show. So welcome back. I am so excited that you found your way here. Somehow, some way, you heard that there was a new episode of Confessions and you made it your business to be here to hear what I had to say. And for that, I appreciate you. So thank you so, so much for tuning in to what is probably going to be like an open letter to my confessions family. This episode was somewhat planned. Like I had an intention on doing an episode towards um, the, the end of the, the month um, of December, the end of the year. I don't know when you might be listening to this, but I had this thought about doing it, but actually, you know, sitting down to come up with the content and the conversation that I wanted to have with you all was kind of sudden um, and it came from a series of events just kind of coming to a head and me finally feeling like, you know, maybe it's time to talk about some of the things that have been going on behind the scenes, some of the things that haven't, you know, been talked about online. Because um, sometimes people forget that you 
are a whole entire person living a whole entire life with an entire set of experiences and circumstances offline that, you know, people aren't privy to. And not only do, you know, people tend to forget that, but I, you know, had had started to forget it, I guess, in, in a sense of not bringing you in completely to my world and to all of the things, you know, that I've been going through and dealing with and uh, feeling and, you know, just all of the everything. And so this is going to be just like a little kickback, catch up, um, let y'all know what has been going on. Um, and as you know, the title of this episode is Heavy is the Head because baby, and I'm going to be sipping on water. <clears throat> let me take a sip throughout this episode because I got my little notes here, but I, I don't want this to go left. I don't want it to go sideways. So I'm going to sip my water if I feel like I'm <clears throat> going left. So the title of this episode is Heavy as the Head. Um, I came up with it definitely, you know, based on, like I said, a series of events, things that I've gone through that I feel, I, I feel like caused me to have this conversation with God where it's like, okay, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Like it gets to a point where you just like, okay, wait a minute. What is it? You know, like what is it that you really are trying to get me to understand? Like what is the lesson that you need for me to learn? Because at this point, at this point, I just want to learn the lesson and move past all of these different challenges right, that are sent here, obviously, to slap me in the face and teach me something like, what is it? Whatever it is, I'm ready to learn. And so I want to break it down for y'all because I feel like I can't be alone in this and come into this realization. And I feel like it's always around this time of the year. Maybe it's because, you know, this is the time of the year where you're stopping to assess yourself, assess what you've accomplished, assess the goals that, you know, still remain, just assess all of the things. And in that assessment, um, I'm really looking back over the last probably not even just the year, but maybe the last 18 months and really, you know, realizing, taking a moment to just pause and realize all of the things that have gone on, all of the things that I have, you know, not silently gone through, you know, because I've definitely had people supporting me through all of the things, but definitely a lot of things that I've kind of brushed over and not really taken time to acknowledge and not really taken time to even uh, address. Um, but over these last uh, 18 months, definitely have had confirmation after confirmation after confirmation that God will take you through it to bring you to it. So that's kind of like our theme for, for this conversation, like all of the things. And that is what honestly keeps me going because, you know, it's not my first time. It won't be the last time that you have to deal with um, uncertain circumstances. You have to deal with unexpected circumstances. You have to deal with challenges. Those types of things are never going to end. Right. But what I have learned several times before more than I can count and what I continue to learn time and time again to this day is that there's always something better on the other side of the things that you feel like are just breaking you down. So I guess what I'm saying is there's always a breakthrough 
on the other side of the breakdown. And sometimes a breakdown isn't just like this one triumphant moment where, you know, the bridge collapses, the the floor falls from underneath you, like everything, you know, just, just comes tumbling down. Sometimes it's a series of small events, like small little cracks. It's not a huge car crash. It's like maybe... Um, the oil is running low and then maybe you're starting to overheat and then maybe you run out of gas and then maybe you're, you know, like it's a series of these small issues, these small challenges, these small obstacles that are really, truly put them all together like your life in breakdown. And I believe it's been my experience that God sends you these obstacles, sends you these challenges so that you can check yourself before he really got to check you, right? He, I mean, listen, I've had a friend that, that has had similar circumstances and say, yo, I got in a, a car crash. Like when I say God will get my attention, I literally got in a car crash because I had not been listening to the things that he had been telling me that I needed to do. And so your girl don't need a crash, okay? Um, and I've had to pay the price and we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about it. But God forbid I have to literally, you know, wreck myself before I get the picture before I wreck myself before I check myself. OK, we are trying to really figure out what the lesson is as these situations and circumstances and challenges and obstacles come up. You want to learn the lesson right then. Instead of doing like I did, you want to be better than me, be greater than me, okay? Don't do what I did. Don't try to act like it's all good. Brush it off like it's, you know, it'll go away. Um, Pretend like things will get better. Act like you can figure it all out or you already have it all figured out. Because when you start to do that, you might get rid of the, um, the symptoms, right? So you don't have like the runny nose anymore, but you didn't really cure the issue. You didn't really like go, uh, not necessarily go to the doctor, but you didn't really do any treatments. You didn't find any supplements. You didn't take any herbs. You didn't do any of the things to get to the root. You might have, you know, blown your nose. So temporarily the problem is gone, but I kid you not just as quickly as your nose will start running. God will send you another challenge another runny nose, another something your way to try to get your attention so that you can get the lesson. But when you do like I do and you're hard-headed and you feel like not only are you hard-headed, but you're strong, you can figure it out, you're smart, it'll get better. When you tell yourself that, I think it's called like having rose-colored glasses. When you suffer from the rose-colored glasses uh, disease, like I have been, all you're doing is prolonging the pain. So now instead of a runny nose, now you got a sinus infection. Now, instead of the cavity, now you need a root canal, right? Now, so so you, you've prolonged the pain. You've put it off because you thought, I don't know, maybe you thought it would disappear. Maybe you thought it would, you know, magically go away. But you put it off for so long that now it's turned into something else. And so regardless of how long you're able to get away with it, regardless of how long you're able to run and hide, right, from the demons or from uh, the secrets or from uh, whatever, whatever it is, whatever your thing is, the situations or situationships or whatever, 
as long as you try to do that, you're literally just putting off this new life that's going to be unleashed for you once you learn the lesson. So instead of you learning a lesson today, you're going to try to sweep it under the rug and put it off and pretend like it's cool or that it'll get better for the next year. And that's a year wasted that you could have been living your best life had you have learned the lesson when it came up. But now you've waited a whole year. So that's a whole year you've been faking the funk, acting like it's cool, putting up a good face, trying to figure things out, but not really facing the facts, not really being real with yourself, not really checking yourself about the root cause of the issue. So y'all know some of the things that I've been through, right? We had a whole girl to girl conversation about my unexpected pregnancy. That was back July, what, July 8th, 2020, when I found out I was pregnant, sent me for a spin, okay? This is someone who literally from, you know, the time I was a little girl knew that I wanted to be a mother. No doubt in my mind did I know that I wanted to be a mother. Had high hopes of having, you know, this husband and these kids and all of the things that little girls dream of doing. So fast forward to being 34 years old, finding the man that's going to be the husband on our way to planning the wedding, finding out that we're having the baby, this baby that we've previously talked about having several times, had the name picked out, all of the things. Like we knew we were going to have a baby. We just didn't know we were going to have one so soon. And although we had all of the fantasy plans, when it came down to real life coming at us fast, it was not the reaction that I expected myself to have. And so the unexpected pregnancy in the midst of what I thought was like this, this fairy tale of the wedding planning and all of the things, me just enjoying the engagement and uh, enjoying, enjoying the engagement and wedding dress shopping and all of the things that I was enjoying doing came screeching to a halt in what I would have ex expected to be like the happiest moment. You find out you're pregnant. Oh my God. This is the first time ever in my 34 years of life that I have seen a positive pregnancy test for myself. First time ever in life. You would expect that this would be the best day ever. But that best day ever was soured because I felt like all of the other things were ruined. I was thinking about what I was losing instead of what I was going to be gaining. And regardless of how uh, grateful I should have been, regardless of how excited I should have been, regardless of how anybody else thinks that they would have handled it, it really comes down to, um, to your mindset, right? To your mindset, your expectations, um, and you really trying to force, again, we've had this conversation, you trying to force your deadline when God has a timeline. So I'm thinking this order that things have to happen in, you know, got to do it the quote unquote right way, got to have all of the things in place, have the perfect picture in order for, um, in order, in order for, for uh, things to pan out the way that, that I wanted them to. So that was definitely what I feel like was the, the, the first domino that kind of caused this uh, frame wreck. <laughs> for lack of better words. So that was definitely what, um, what tipped it off. In the midst of all of those emotions, right? So I'm already having this unexpected pregnancy, all of the things that come along with that um, in the sense of missing out on certain things, having to give up certain things, feeling like you are 
uh, limited uh, and, you know, the things you can do, the the places you go, all of the things that come along with it. And again, me just looking on the, uh, looking at the negative, the glass is half empty, right? The glass is half empty. It is not half full. And so when you are going through something personal, regardless of what it is, whether it's, you know, something with your man, something with your mama, something health-wise, um, whatever, something with your money, whatever it is that you might be going through, when that is the driving force behind your emotions, when that is like the, the center of your attention, when that is what has your focus, everything else in your life is eventually going to start to feel the effects of that. So it, it could not have been long, <laughs> you know, before my business started to feel the effects, it, effects of it. It could not um, be long and, until it, things just started to boil over. And it was not until my beautiful baby boy was actually here. I can see him. He was in my hands. It wasn't until post-birth that ish hit the fan and it really um, came to, I guess my, my realization that those emotions had boiled over to the point where it was affecting, truly affecting everything. And so, although I had heard about, and I feel like it might've been like a episode of law and order or something when I first heard about uh, postpartum depression. So imagine the, how dramatic that was like a law and order episode about postpartum depression, right? That's my idea of what postpartum depression is. So very dramatic, very, um, just very dark. I was also a part of all of these Facebook groups, these pregnancy Facebook groups while, while I was pregnant. So seeing the different things that women was, was going through, not feeling like I could relate, fast forward to actually having my baby and not feeling uh, what I thought was, you know, postpartum depression. And I still don't necessarily know that what I was feeling was postpartum depression, but definitely going through uh, like a quarter life crisis, definitely having feelings of loss. Like, although I, um, you know, I birthed a baby, but I, I was birthed as a mother, you know, it's my birthday too. I became a mother on this day. Um, although all of those things happen, it still was me losing who I was prior to. So my entire pregnancy, I had convinced myself that, you know, once I have the baby, I'm just going to go back to, you know, being my old self. I'm just going to have a baby. My old self is going to have a baby. After having the baby, I realized there is no old self. She is no more, right? She has left the building. She's not coming back. And so you literally have become a new person, new set of responsibilities, you know, knew, just knew everything. I mean, I can't even describe it. This conversation won't even do it justice. It's just a whole new everything. And my transition into that whole new everything was not as easy as I thought it was going to be. I'm used to dictating my day. I'm used to working around the clock. I'm used to doing what I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it for as long as I want to do it, not answering to anybody while I'm doing it. Like I'm used to living my best life freedom. You know, I'm used to having my freedom. Baby boy came along and shut it down overnight, literally. So no more working on my business and making sure that I'm making money, right? Because I didn't have my systems in place. I didn't have my, my people in place. I didn't have the things in place to make sure that my business was, was running properly. Again, my emotions were all over the place. This was my, this was my focus. 
And because this was my focus, I, I was, I, I got knocked off my square, right? My attention was elsewhere because I had not addressed the root issue. So have my baby realize I am now a worker and he is the boss. Realize things are never going back to how they uh, once were. Realize that I have new responsibilities. Realizing that Kendrick and I don't necessarily uh, under, not even understand. We don't know what we're doing. You know, we do not every day we wake up trying to figure this thing out. And him figuring it out doesn't look like me figuring it out every day. Every day our figuring it out doesn't match. So and, and in raising a child, every day is a million different opportunities to argue about something or disagree on something because there's a million decisions to be made on a daily basis. So everything is new. Everything is um, an adjustment. Everything is just, you know, everything is in transition. In the midst of running multiple businesses, trying to manage uh, multiple people, um, and just not being clear about where I was driving this ship, you know, because I was so all over the place personally, I didn't have the time to breathe uh, into my business professionally to make sure there was clarity, to make sure, you know, all things were working in alignment. So again, because I did not address the root, issues kept coming up. It kept building and building and building. So that still wasn't enough to make me sit down somewhere and get myself together. I still just keep going and going. Now, in the midst of me preparing to have the baby, um, I had hired a couple people. Now, I know that one of my challenges as an entrepreneur has been being a serial entrepreneur. I get an idea. I run with it. I come up with a way to make money. I go out and make the money. I don't hesitate when it comes to this hustle thing. And that can be helpful, but it can also be hurtful. And so I've hired these people and I'm not talking about like cheap labor. I'm talking about upwards of $25,000 total, right? That I've paid uh, amongst like three different people that I hired over the last 10 months. Trying to um, remove myself, you know, trying to work on my business instead of working in my business, hiring people to do the things, um, that I felt like it was time to, for me to start delegating. And I was right in thinking it was time for me to start delegating, but where I went wrong was not being diligent in who I was trusting to delegate these things to. So again, uh, three different people doing three different things amounted to a, a little more than $25,000, all of them ended up being a waste of my time um, and, and definitely, obviously, a waste of my money. Confusion cost me, okay? My confusion cost me big time. So at the end of the day, I guess God was really like, okay, she's not going to listen when I send her, you know, this emotional um, struggle, She's not even going to listen when I send her this, this mental struggle, when she got to really wrap her mind around becoming this woman that's, you know, the mother co, not just the working co, the wife co, not just the working co. So emotionally, she wasn't phased. Mentally, she wasn't really phased. But I'm going to mess with her money. And when I start messing with 
homegirl's bank account, I bet you she wakes up. And when I tell you God knows his girl, God knows me. He knows me. He knows me. Because when I sat down and started doing the math, and when I realized that that math wasn't mathing, I had to say, okay, these are three different people who you hired to do three very different things. You paid them three very different amounts, right? You had three very different agreements. None of them worked out. All of them ended up being a waste of your time, a waste of your money, money that could have been invested elsewhere. You are the common denominator. I had to get real with myself. I had to get real with myself about me being the common denominator in all of the things, in all of the issues, in all of the struggles, in all of the things that I thought just wasn't working out, all of the things that I felt like were a waste of my time. I, they could not have wasted my time unless I allowed them to waste my time, unless I handed over my schedule freely and said, waste my time, which is what I honestly did. And so it took for, you know, again, me the emotional issues, the mental issues, the money issues. And I said, or I don't know if I said it or God said it, but somebody said it. I heard it. They said it. They said, get quiet. Because you're going to listen. You gonna listen one way or another. So girl, get quiet, baby girl. I don't know who it was. It might've been B. Simone in my head saying, baby girl, you gotta get quiet. Cause you gonna listen. That's exactly what it was. Get quiet cause you gonna listen. So if you taking notes, write that down. That might help somebody. That might heal somebody. You gotta get quiet. Cause one way or another, God is gonna get you to listen. So in me getting quiet, and I'm a work in progress, y'all, okay? I am a work in progress. Pray for me. Keep me in your prayers. Because every single day I am working just to get better than I was the day before, if I can just be honest with you. So I'm still being quiet. God is still getting me together. But some of the things that I've learned um, in the process of him having to literally put me in my place, and sit me down. And before I can even get into the things that I learned, I just got to do this little PSA. So I'm going to take a sip of water because I, I, I don't, again, I don't want to, let me take a sip of water. So I'm going to make this PSA in the most grown woman way possible without going left. Cause we ain't even got to go left. Y'all going to feel me on this. I know y'all are going to feel me on this. The straw that broke the camel's back y'all happened when I hired a COO. So let me just take a step back. Okay. Let me take a step back before I even hired the COO. I um, went and met with one of my mentors and we had a VIP day. So at this VIP day, she literally pulled out her whiteboard and she's like, tell me all the things you got going on. And so I told her, I got, uh, you know, work university going on. I got my travel agency um, going on. I got the swimsuits that I just, I had literally just launched the swimsuits. Um, I have my nonprofit. I literally listed out everything and she, she listed it out across, across the, the whiteboard. And then she said, okay, well, 
how much money are these things making you? And so we went over and we were like, year to date, this made me this, this made me that, this made me this. Um, how much time are you spending? I spend this much time that, you know, we went through this whole thing. And at the end of it, she literally said, okay. And she turned around with her dry erase marker and she started Xing stuff off. And when I tell you, like, I just started to slide down off of her couch, like onto the floor because I, I, I'm lightweight a hoarder. Like I have a hard time letting go of things, but these are businesses. These are companies. These are blood, sweat, and tears that I have spent years building that she was literally telling me with the stroke of her dry erase marker to let them go, to get rid of them, to close them down, close up shop, uh, uh, liquidate all, all, you know, like get, get rid of it. It's over. It's over with these things are no longer worth your time. And you are having, you're so, you're so busy doing all of these things because you're not finding fulfillment in doing the things that you're meant to be doing. And when I say, again, I almost slid down off of her couch. I had to pick my face up off the floor because it was literally just uh, the reality check, the slap in the face that I needed in that moment to see, it's easier to see from the outside looking in, you know, than you seeing your ish, your own ish. So it, it was in that moment that I realized that she was right. I had been keeping myself busy doing all of the things because I wasn't fulfilled in truly doing what I, what I had been called to do. So not only does she start Xing off these companies like, okay, well, you can sell this business. Like you don't have to take a loss. You can sell this business. Um, you can, you know, just close this one down. This one ain't making you no money anyway. You know, she's literally just saying, is this one just, and I'm just like, you know, I'm just making these faces that are like, uh, um, she's just talking about it so nonchalantly, even though she was right as hell. Right. Um, still a hard pill to swallow after blood, sweat, tears, and years that you put into building something. But again, she was right. So at the end of me feeling like, okay, I am going to have to, you know, either close this business, sell it, like figure something out, just coming up with what my next steps were going to be. We also got into the conversation around, well, moving forward, these are the things that you are going to do. And these are the people that you need in order to, to, to pull this off. Like in order to manage all of these things, you're going to need some people. You can't continue to do all of the things wear all of the hats, you know, work all of these jobs basically. And you're now a mom and wife, like you can't do that. So I'm like, okay, you're definitely right. When it comes to that, I'm, you're right. Okay. So it wasn't two weeks after I had this, this, this VIP day with my mentor, right? It's not even two weeks later that someone on my team introduces me to someone else who uh, presented themselves as like a HR, you know, she has like HR expertise, experience. She does uh, like project management. She does all of these things that I felt like were in perfect alignment with, you know, this conversation that I just had. Oh my God, I need, I had the people um, in my community. Like I had the people, some of them were already working, you know, with my team. I just, I've never worked for a corporation, you know, per se. I've never, you know, been a part of a leadership 
team. I just been out here running this business like what I what I the best that I know how basically. So to have someone come in who has the the degrees and also has, you know, the experience to be able to whip this into shape and, you know, turn this company into a true, you know, a well-oiled machine and put the people in position. I thought it was just going to be amazing. And it definitely started off amazing. Um, so I hired her as my COO. She was um, supposed to be organizing, you know, all of the, 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 organizing the team, disseminating all of the tasks, managing all of the projects, eliminating me from having to do a lot of the day-to-day tedious things that I was spending my time doing. I thought that that was amazing. I felt for the first time, like, wow, I'm actually the CEO of a company. Like I'm just going to meetings and she's giving me updates about what people are doing. Things is just getting done. Like, I don't even know who's doing this, but stuff is getting done. And I felt amazing. So I'm not even going to lie and act like it didn't start off good. Like the honeymoon phase, it was amazing. Okay. But Although the the work part, like the 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 things that she was getting done was amazing, the energy that she had, the attitude that she had, the words that she spoke, the demeanor that she had while she was getting the things done, it never quite sat right with my spirit. It's like you ever met somebody and you like, mm, something, I just can't put my finger on it, but something just ain't right. Like something in my spirit is just being turned off by something in your spirit. Like I don't know what it is. It's, I didn't know what it was. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but I knew that it was something, very much something. I knew it was something. Okay. I knew it was something, but the work she was doing was cool. I felt like a boss, you know, I, 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 I could put that little, that little something to the side because I appreciate the work that's getting done. I appreciate this, right? Again, sweeping stuff under the rug because I'm just thinking, you know, it'll get better. It's cool. I could deal with it. I can handle this. Fine. I'll figure it out, right? Little things started to happen. So she started to be messy. Now the people on my team, these are my people. Like these are not just people who work for me. I mean, I love, I love these people. Like these are people who are, I consider them my friends. Like they are coming to my wedding. Uh, you know, like, like they, they are a part of my life moments. Like these are people who I care about outside of work that they do for me. Like, this is not just employees this is not that and so when she came in and and immediately like immediately started having problems with people people who in the past have had not have not had problems with anybody they've not had problems with each other I've never heard complaints about any of these people like people love my team my team is great they're amazing so if you come in and you're starting to have problems with people I'm gonna start looking at you like you might be the problem Right. So she would do little messy things and anybody who really knows me. So this definitely just goes to show that she did not know me, which, you know, she didn't know me. Um, But anybody who knows me knows that I don't like to be messy. I don't want you coming to gossip to me about what's going on with anybody. I don't want 
to know what so-and-so said. I don't want to know those things. Like I, I will end the conversation immediately because that's not how I want to spend my time. That's not the way that I want to use my energy. Like that ain't it. And she was the opposite. So instead of just coming and like giving me a recap from the meeting, she wanted to come and say, well, so-and-so I, you know, I had told her last week, you know, to give me this and she got to come today and tell me, well, I got this. And so I don't know if she just doesn't get it. I don't know if she doesn't like me. I don't know if, you know, she just has a problem with me, but she needs to know. And this was her conversation every single time. And the first time, okay, I get it. You're new here. People have to, you know, it's an adjustment for all of us. You're new to them, just like you're new to me. We're we're all new to each other. So I thought, okay, it'll they'll figure it out. You know, she is a little aggressive. You know, maybe she's scaring people, but but they'll figure it out. Come to find out about, I mean, I don't even think we made it 60 days before Ish really hit the fan. And I found out that she had really been bullying my entire team, making them feel like um, they couldn't talk to me, come to me about anything, isolating them like an abuser is basically what she was. She was an abuser. And hey, girl, hey, because I'm sure she's tuned in. You are an abuser. You were trying to isolate my team and make them feel like they could only come through you so that they would never report back what, what you were saying to them, how you were making them feel. You had my people crying. Okay, a total energy thief wrapped up in a church lady, okay? This, this lady is a so-called deaconess or, or something in a church, all right? And had the worst spirit, the worst energy, the worst attitude. Ugh. Let me take another sip of water. So long story short, homegirl came in and forgot that she was the number two. Really started feeling herself and started feeling like she should be in the number one spot. And for anybody listening out there, thinking about delegating, thinking about hiring, thinking about putting your team together, you cannot... Hire anyone who wants to be you. Your number two can't be looking at the number one spot. It's not going to work out. And so although Ish came, came crumbling down really, really quickly, and I had to really, really go there. And y'all, I'm a very, I'm a Libra. And one thing about Libras, we are non-confrontational. I don't start no problems. And this is so crazy because I went back and had a conversation with my mentor after, actually, it wasn't even after I fired the COO. It was in the midst. And she was the one who was like, girl, you got to fire her. Like, not next week, today. Like, you need to fire her right now when we hang up. But one of the things that she said when I was telling her, like, yo, homegirl came in and she's really aggressive. She's bullying people. She's doing this. She's doing that. And she's like, you know, I know you like to say that you're non-confrontational because I told her the same thing. Like, I'm not confrontational. I don't want to go there with this girl. I know I need to get rid of her, but I don't want to go there with her. And she's like, I know you love to say you're non-confrontational. You're not going to start a fight, but you're not going to back down from one either. And baby, when I tell you 
that I really had to go there with her because she really thought in our, in our final conversation, she really revealed her true belief that she was better fit for the number one spot than I was. And it was nothing but confirmation that she had to go, that I had to slay that beast, that I had to get her out of the way so that I could get to the things that I know that God has for me. And I really truly feel like that was nothing but a test, the final test to see Okay, so you say you're going to pause. You say you're going to sit down. You say, you know, you said you're trying to get your ish together, girl. Let me just throw you this little curveball and see if you really woke or see if you're still sleeping on yourself. See if you're really ready to start taking yourself seriously. See if you're really ready for what I got next. And I truly, truly believe, I truly believe that because I was able to get her out of the way within 60 days, y'all. It, it took me 60 days, but thank God it was only 60. But because I was able to get her out of the way, I know that I am in position to get all of the things that God has for me. So back to my lessons learned. Back to my lessons learned. Oh, wait, pause for the cause. Before I go back to my lessons learned, I also want to, as the closing to this PSA, end it with a public apology for anyone who may have come in contact with this person. I'm not going to name any names, but if anyone, if you came in contact with her, you would know it. So if you came into contact with her and she turned you off, said something sideways, made you feel, I even had clients who she had spoken with, who, who came back, reporting back how she made them feel, how she was cutting them off, how she was rude. Okay. Clients. People who are literally supporting my business. The only reason my business is still in business. The people who are making me able to do what I'm able to do, she's turning them off. She's bullying them. So for anyone who may have come in contact with this person, I would like to publicly apologize and ensure you that she is no longer affiliated in any form with any of my brands and moving forward, I am on the, um, I am, I am literally like my guards are up in terms of just your energy. And, and this is something that I know. So I'm even just slapping myself in the face, but still trying to give myself grace, um, but slapping myself in the face for not going with my gut, which brings me to my lessons learned. And that's definitely the first one because we talk about it in relationships, but the, the, the people that you hire the people in that are working for you or with you, that's a relationship. So anybody who's going to be in your space, anybody who's going to be representing you, anybody who's even going to be connected to you in any way has to be a, a has to be a reflection of what you want to put out in the world. And so being in relationship with people who are not in alignment with your spirit, who are not a reflection of where you want to go, where you see yourself, the greatness, the excellence that you see for yourself, you cannot be in relationship with those people in any form, even in business. I've had people, excuse me, in the past who have wanted to work with me, who I'm like, sis, I know you didn't cheat it on your husband. 
Like, I know it. It's not just a rumor because, again, I'm not just into the gossip. These are facts. I know you've cheated on your husband. And if you would cheat on your husband, why would I get into business with you? Why in the world would I want any dealings with someone who's doing their significant other dirty? That's the person closest to you, right? You said vows. So you think that I'm going to trust you to do business? Like, no, it's not going to happen. So regardless of the relationship, business or or personal you have to trust your gut in knowing who is deserving of your time of your attention and of your energy and i know for a fact that me not trusting my gut and not acting on it because you can say you trust your gut but are you acting on that trust are you really truly ready to cut somebody off when your gut says go are you really ready to say enough is enough when your gut when your gut says it's time to go? I know for sure that I would have prolonged my pain had I not decided to listen to my gut and act on my instinct. A second lesson um, that I learned is that I had gotten myself into a lot of trouble. A lot of these issues could have been avoided. Had I not spent so much time doing and not enough time being. So what do I mean? I was spending time doing the things on my to-do list, sending the emails, um, uh, writing out the plans, creating the strategies, teaching the classes, doing the things that I you know, thought that I should be doing, but not enough time being the woman that God was calling me to become. So I was so busy thinking that by me doing these things, taking these actions, completing these tasks, I was going to unlock the treasure. The real treasure is unlocked when you become the woman that is worthy of receiving it. Write that down. Hit the replay. Rewind. You can't act your way into getting the treasure. You got to be the woman who's worthy of it. And then a third lesson that I learned, or this wasn't even a lesson that I learned. This was, again, one of those slaps in the face, one of those crying <laughs> head in my hands moment where God, about my business specifically, because I didn't want to close down my business. I didn't want to stop doing what I had got, gotten comfortable doing. I was scared about doing what I what I was contemplating doing. I didn't know if it was the right decision. I didn't know if it was the right direction. And I literally heard God say, what you've been doing wrong is you've been focusing on talking to their heads and not their hearts. That's what th th these are. This is literally God's message to me that the reason I'm so frustrated is because I've been focusing on helping women speaking to the issues of your heads and not the issues of your heart. What does that mean? I have literally built all of my brands to focus on helping you make money, 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 money. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Work, work, work. Grind, grind, grind. Targeting your head, your mental, your logic. When in reality, 
What I'm being called to do is help you with the issues of your heart. What I'm being called to do is help you to realize that you deserve to live a life that includes it all, whatever it all means to you. That's who I am and 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 how I'm being called to serve. But because I've been spending my time spinning my wheels, running around in circles, talking about making money and multiple streams of income and all of the things, I find myself frustrated at the end of the day because I'm not fulfilled by the work that I'm doing. Spending so much time doing all of the things, starting another business, creating another product, launching another thing, instead of spending the time getting focused for long enough to figure out what will truly fulfill me. So what am I going to do next, y'all? Because obviously I didn't been, been through the things. I didn't learn the lessons. I didn't slay the beast. Let me take another sip of water. Because I did slay that beast. <laughs> I slayed that beast. But what am I going to do next? I'm excited. Let me just say that. I am excited about all that is coming next. Um, and hopefully, um, hopefully a lot of the things that are coming next are going to be valuable to you because everything, regardless of, you know, whether we run it, running it back to the single wives club days, work, pray, slay, uh, this confessions of a workaholic podcast, my work one-on-one book, work university, regardless of the product or the program that I'm putting out there, my purpose remains the same. I am here for y'all. And so now that I can um, breathe, you know, now that I feel like I'm dusting out the cobwebs and getting the skeletons out of the closet and acknowledging all of the challenges um, and acting on that acknowledgement, not just acknowledging them like, yeah, this is what I've been through, but th this is what I'm going to do next to really ensure that God knows that I got it, okay? You ain't got to show me again because baby girl got it. So how am I going to do that? Well, the first thing I've been doing is I have been reading, okay? I have been calling on my mentors um, for all of the book suggestions. So I've been reading all the books. I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks. And one book that I have literally just purchased 20 copies of, y'all. I'm looking at the box right now in my office. I'm about to put a little note in all 20 of these books and send them out um, as holiday gifts. This is a book that I'm recommending for you. If you have not gotten yourself a gift yet, please buy yourself a copy of this book, okay? The title of the book is We Should All Be Millionaires. It's by Rachel Rogers, and it will change your life, snatch your edges, make you laugh. Um, I really enjoyed the audiobook, but I did go back and order um, a hard copy so that I could underline and highlight and you know do all of the things. But the audiobook is 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 a, a really good listen. So we should all be millionaires. That's your homework assignment. Thank me later. Seriously, please come back and thank me later. Let me know how it changed your life. I promise you it will change the game. And it's a really good read. It's like funny, relatable. You will love it. Okay. You will love it. So one of the things I've been doing is reading for sure. Um, another, th another thing that I've been doing and that I'm going to continue to do um, is relaxing for long enough to listen. Um, one of the things that I realized years ago 
and, and this is just kind of a theory that I've developed, is that prayer is you speaking to God, you talking to God, but meditation is you listening. And I have gotten so off of my meditation routine. I have been telling myself that I don't have time to do it, that, you know, I'll do it later. Um, and, and my mind has just not been at ease enough for me to sit down and meditate. It has not allowed me to get quiet for long enough for me to really get those downloads, for me to really, um, you know, for me to really listen. And so that's definitely something moving forward that I am dedicated to making time for is relaxing long enough to actually listen. And then I'm refocusing my energy, y'all. Super excited about this. So I told y'all that my that my mentor was telling me, you know, close this business down, stop doing that, just you know, let the website go. She was just telling me all of the things, right? So I am excited to share that I'm in the process of selling um, my travel agency. This will be the second business that I have sold in the last four years. So I'm proud to have been able to build something worth, you know, worth selling. Um, but it's always bittersweet to let a let a, let something go, whether it's a you know a business or not. Literally, it's taken blood, sweat tears and years to build um, the Travel Code, the Black Travel Network, Travel Boss Training Academy, all of the things. Um, but again, I had to come to the realization that I'm spending my time doing a lot of the things um, because I have not felt the fulfillment that would come from me doing the one thing that I know that I'm called to do. So that one thing is definitely... Um, uh, uh, me being called <laughs> to bend the block, to circle back, um, step back into my single wife days, uh, really truly on a mission to help wife-minded women win in love. That's my goal, y'all. It's way too many Black women out here doing the damn thing in business and bored, mad, bitter, sad, broke down, disgusted, depressed, crying, sad. Did I say sad? At night, alone by yourself. It's, it's going on way too much, okay? And so I know that I have the experience I done been through it, y'all. I done been through it, but I didn't got to it when it comes to my man, okay? So when it's one thing that I know, it is um, your heart. And so I don't know why I have, um, well, I do know why I, I got away from uh, the relationship readiness space, why I sold the Single Wives Club, because single women are just so hard-headed. They didn't want to listen. They ain't really want my help. But now that I have shown um, the results of my teachings and my principles and my beliefs, I think, you know, they might be a little bit more willing to listen now. So I'm excited to bend the block, to come back around and create uh, more relationship-based resources for my single ladies, for my bossed up single ladies who want some honey to go with their money. So I'm refocusing my energy on the things that truly fulfill me, the things that I know that I'm being called to do. I am definitely not abandoning or letting go of my work university workaholics. Um, 
I I I I ain't letting y'all go. Like I, that just that just won't be happening. Um, but definitely refocusing my energy. Uh, but we have been able to build out an amazing, a solid, a loyal, a positive, a happy team um, for Work University. So I'm super excited about all that we're doing for uh, for 2022 and beyond. I'm also in a process of rebranding, y'all. So if you're following me on Instagram, which hopefully y'all are following me at Coriel, because that's where I like to hang out in these internet streets, you're going to notice I'm just going to be giving more, more than just quotes. Like I know y'all love my little Twitter quotes. I I, I checked my analytics. I know that that's what y'all love, but y'all are just about to have to get into these looks. Okay. Y'all are about to have to get into this other side. It's code 2.0, baby. Coming your way so definitely look forward to more um transparency uh showing another side um just doing things differently uh stepping more into my role as a wife and as a as a mother um showing you all that you really can have it all that you don't have to choose that you know even though i don't believe in in necessary i don't necessarily believe in balance i do know that it's possible to prioritize um, all of the things that you desire and that you truly, truly deserve. And I'm on a mission to show you that that you deserve to have it all and that you can literally take action to put yourself in position to receive it all. So I'm rebranding. I invested in a new coach, um, a a, a big investment, y'all. Like I'm talking about 150K plus that I have paid um, as a part of this, this mentorship coaching program. So y'all, you better see a change. Okay. You better start to see a change after this investment. Um, and stepping more out of my introvert ways. That's something that I'm challenging myself to do. I have said it a million times. I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert. Y'all, y'all ain't gonna believe me. I'm an introvert, but I think that I've said it for long enough and it's time for me to stop using it as a crutch. So definitely being more intentional about the way um, that I'm showing up, about the way that I'm using my time, about the way that I'm leveraging uh, my relationships, and also including Kendrick in more things. Like he's definitely been included behind the scenes, but allowing you all to be a part of our partnership and our business relationship, not just like our selfies, (laughs) you know, on social media, but us really showing you what it's like to work together, us really showing you what it's like to um, invest in real estate properties, us really showing you what it's like to raise this little boy and figuring out, like we are really figuring this thing out. We really don't know what we're doing in any in any of the areas, right? We don't know what we're doing in any, of, in any way. We're just figuring it out. And so bringing you along on the journey, I think um, will not just be entertaining, <laughs> but it will be helpful and beneficial um, for you all. So I'm excited about that. Um, One thing, and this is the last thing that I have not been um, that excited to get around to, but I guess it's just time to go ahead and get to it. Let me take another sip of water. The last thing that I want to share with y'all is that this is the last, the final, the finale episode of Confessions of a Workaholic. Confessions of a Workaholic is officially off air right now. Like as soon as I hit end 
on this recording, Confessions of a Workaholic is no more. Um, Y'all have been rocking with me here on Confessions for uh, like, listen, y'all have been loyal. Okay. Y'all have been rocking with me here on Confessions since my very first episode. We're, we're at like episode one. 50. Okay. Y'all have been rocking with me since way back when. And when I tell you the love is appreciated, the support is appreciated. Um, the listens, the downloads, the reviews, all of the things are appreciated. I can't stress that enough. Um, y'all have really helped me to develop my, my, my voice. Y'all have helped me to step out of my comfort zone in a whole lot of ways. Um, And so I I definitely, again, this is bittersweet, Um, but I'm so excited. The the sweetness is I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm back in the lab. I'm cooking up something amazing. Y'all know I'm not just going to leave you hanging. So um, stay tuned, like stay tuned for what's coming next. There's something new and exciting and amazing that I'm working on um, for you. I'm doing it all for you. This is for us, by us, baby. Um, If you are interested in joining me for my very last class um, of the year, it's going down December 20th. It's the Paid Speaker Playbook. Make sure you stay connected with me on Instagram so that you will be the first to know when all of the new things drop. Last but not least, take out your pen right now. I'm going to pause for a second or open up your, uh, your, your messages if your phone is handy and send me a text message because when my new podcast is, is ready, the people who are on my text message list are going to get to listen first, okay? So send me a text, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.